Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning into Full Power, where we lead men in ardently pursuing God, and we equip men to live every day to the full in Jesus. So, so glad and blessed to have my friend Clint in the studio with us today, hanging out, sharing his Jesus story, and uh, we'll get to it right after this. Mr. Clint, how are you, sir? Hey, I'm great. How about you, Andrew? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, I'm 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 excited because we've got to see each other like two times in two, in as many weeks. That's right. That's pretty unusual. That is unusual for us, but uh, I'm thankful for it. It's always cool to spend time with you. And uh, so uh, you're here today. We're gonna we're gonna talk about your Jesus story and uh, and all that. And uh, I tell you what. Um, before we kind of get into that, I'll do a quick uh, community update. So, um, guys, just so you know, um, we may have some things changing with our um, actual location. Um, our agreement with where we're at right now might be changing. So, uh, we might be looking for a new studio location. So, if you guys have any contacts or anybody out there that uh, um, would like to partner with the ministry and assist us with that, we're not sure that we're leaving, um, but it's a possibility. So just be in prayer for clarity. And uh, again, if there's any opportunities out there, reach out to us, connect at fullpowermen.com, connect at fullpowermen.com. And uh, we appreciate that. And also uh, this year, 2022, you've heard me say it, but it's going to be a big, big push. Uh, We're really focusing on developing uh, discipleship and accountability um, so that you guys can really start forming community and bonds with your brothers and uh, really start spurring each other on uh, to follow Christ and press in near to him. So that's kind of uh, what we're going to be doing here in 2022. That's a community update. But uh, Clint, you mind uh, opening us up in a word of prayer, please? My pleasure. Heavenly Father, thank you for Andrew and for the ministry of full power. Uh, it's such a, such a need in this world to, to reach out to men and encourage men and have them to fulfill the role that uh, God has called us to. So uh, bless this time we have together, Lord, and uh, may our message be pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. So, Clint, I'm going to start off with the, the, the softball easy question. When, uh, when, when did you get saved, and uh, what, was, what was the story from there? Oh, boy. Well, I was about uh, 16 years old. And a professional football player named Bill Glass, uh, long, long, long retired, uh, was speaking in Greensboro. I lived in Burlington, 20 miles away. And the group, uh, J.L. Williams group, uh, YMCA Teenage Council, we went there to hear the man. And the Lord moved me, and I had to go forward when they called to go forward. And I didn't really get what was going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, people were reading stuff to me out of Romans. and. I didn't know. I was nervous as a cat. And yeah. uh, so I gave my life to Christ. Then I took it back. <laughs> and it was a long, long time before yeah. I really, uh, what you might call, uh, appropriated what I had been given. Yeah. And uh, I was 43 years old when I really accepted Christ, let him be Lord of my life. So what happened in, at 43? What, what was that pivotal watershed moment? Uh, it was a prompting of the Holy Spirit. Uh, my yeah. wife and I, we were going to a pretty dead kind of a church, and we just said, there's got to be more to it than yeah. this. You know, we were trying, but you can't do it on your own. You yeah. know, you got to be taught. And uh, 
So we started looking for a church, and we found a church that was teaching the Bible. That's good. And uh, uh, as we say, the rest is history. Yeah. And uh, we've been through several different churches for different reasons, moved a lot, mm-hmm. you know, uh, over the years. And uh, But, you know, the Lord got a hold of us both at the same time. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's and, good. And uh, we were living in Greensboro at the time, and uh, – became involved in the church, became a deacon in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, financial responsibility has always been a real big item for me. And so I was teaching the Dave Ramsey mm-hmm. Financial Peace University, and uh, we got debt-free, and what a freeing thing that is. Anybody want to know about that, just go ahead and email me, yeah, and I'll, I'll be glad to talk with you about it. Um, so uh, after that, various ministries, uh, I got involved in uh, Habitat for Humanity, which wasn't an, it's sort of a parachurch organization. You know, it claims to be Christian, but <laughs> some of the guys working are not, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is good. You know, you can't just hang out with Christians all the time. Uh, the, the lost are the ones that need you the most. Yep. Um, and uh, let's see, while we were there, um, we're at Westover Church, which is still going strong all these years later. My wife and daughter and I got baptized in the tank at the same time. That was mm. a great, great moment. And yeah. uh, I've been involved in uh, mission trips with the uh, Biltmore Church to uh, disaster relief type things. And uh, been to Nicaragua with a, on a mission trip. And... Uh, been to um, South Korea. That was my longest trip. That was a yeah. that, that was hard. I'm not cut out for that. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit of jet lag from that yeah. one, probably. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. We just didn't go to sleep, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and glasses for missions, and got involved with evangelism explosion. Glasses for missions makes reading glasses. Uh, the goal was to make reading glasses so people could read their Bible because so many people said, "Oh." Just tears come in their eyes. They hadn't been able to see it in years. And, you know, if you, you're pretty poor or uninformed if you can't have access to a pair of reading glasses. Yeah. But anyway, we filled that need. Yeah, uh, It's much more uh, effective in third world type countries than it is right here. But it, right. it's got a good ministry here also. And uh, we lead a connect group at Biltmore Church. And, uh, that's been a great thing. I have a men's ministry because we break into men and women. And so mm-hmm. I've got uh, usually four or five men that uh, we get together and uh, we either discuss the sermon or whatever topic somebody might yeah. happen to need that week. Yeah. What would you say um, in that small small group time with the guys? Um, what's what's uh, and not not even just that time, but like down through your life, down through ministry, if you if you had to narrow it down to the most common challenge you've heard for guys, like the biggest need that you just hear kind of over and over, what what would you say what would you say that that would be that biggest need that you've kind of heard recurring? Well, I know that a lot of men have a problem with lust. Mm, that's they, true. And a lot of times they won't admit it, but you know, it's true. I mean, every man is affected by it to some degree. It's whether you linger on it or you just yeah, 
Lord, take it away, you know. Yep. Uh, you, can't, you can't beat it on your own. You need the Lord to beat that because uh, he made us that way. Yeah. Uh, but like anything good, you know, it can, be, it can go too far, and uh, our enemy can twist it into something evil. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that, and then men are not typically the spiritual head of their families, as we're called to be. Um, I, I don't know exactly why that is, whether they're too busy out there fighting every day in the world trying to make money or earn a living or impress someone or, uh, yeah, men are too macho. You know, it's good to be macho, but you need to yeah. be humble. Yeah. You know, you need to, you're, you and your wife are, you know, you're a pair. Yeah. You, you, you do this together. Yeah. And if you don't, you know, if one tries to rule over the other, it doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, but you are supposed to take the responsibility to lead your family toward Christ and to, if we start straying away to, to steer us back. Yeah. But there again, you don't have to do that on your own. You are a pair. Um, so that's, I don't know. I think a lot of men are insecure mm-hmm. in their role. Am, am I all I should be? Could I be doing more? Could I have made this decision and gotten a better job? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was, I don't know. I, I, you know, I, there's so much content out there. I, I can't remember. And you, maybe you can corroborate me or not if this was Pastor Frank or not. But somebody I've listened to recently um, or read recently was saying that guys at our core are always asking, are we enough? That's, that's like the central question to manhood. Am I enough? You know, am I enough in leading my family? Am I enough in my career? Um, am I enough in my walk with God? You know, that's such a driver. And I think that goes to exactly what you're saying that, you know, we as guys kind of tend to answer that in different ways. Um, and we try to either medicate away um oftentimes with socially acceptable addictions like binge watching netflix or being a workaholic or whatever the case may be uh to where we don't have to press into our insecurities and come to grips with who we are and come to grips with who we are in god's presence so he can uh, illuminate that for us and uh you know what what is uh, you know what what has been um, key to you to being able to, um, press past that, uh, I'm just going to call it the fear to confront our insecurities as men. What, what has kind of been pivotal for you? Well, that's kind of a tough one. <laughs> Have I made it to that point? Yeah, uh, I think it's something, it's something that, right. It's sanctification. So what, yeah. what have you, what have, what have you been shown so far? Well, if you don't, Daily stay in the word. It's going to be really hard for you because that's where God put his answers. Now, he also put it with other people to help you. Uh, There's great teaching available uh, online um, and on the radio. But uh, with the online, you can listen to just about anybody you want to on just about any topic you want to. And it's good stuff. I mean, you have to be discerning enough to pick the good from the bad because yeah. there's all kinds of stuff out there. But uh, 
Yeah, well, I, I use you version. I think I mentioned mm-hmm. that to you the other day. It's uh, from Life Life Church, and uh, they got plans in there every day. They've got uh, a verse of the day that they do a devotional on, mm-hmm. and uh, just reading and listening to that every morning before doing anything else has really been meaningful to me and my wife. Um, we don't listen to the same things necessarily, but sometimes she'll say, Hey, you need to listen to this. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> or you, you might like this. Uh, so that's, a, it's just a great way to start the day. And then, um, she's been listening to, uh, Paul Mark Goulet. Uh, he gives about a two minute little blurb every day and they're so good. And one that's really stuck with us is to try to add value to everybody you come in contact with. That's good. Avoid saying anything negative to a person because what's the good, what good are you going to do? You're not there to correct them about anything, but you are there. If you come in contact with them, you need to encourage them and uh, offer some word of wisdom, whether it's yours or somebody else's that you heard. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a great original thinker, but I I can often remember something somebody else said. Right. And uh, I have a problem of, I know a lot of scripture, but I don't know the address. Right. So my favorite Bible study tool is Google. <laughs> That's true. Type in the verse and it, you'll get it. You know, you can find it uh, if you have that available to you. But, uh, you know, I don't think Google ever intended to be a great Bible study resource, but it, it is. is. And so are the others, Bing and all, Yahoo, all those things. You can you can get the good out of them. Yep. That's true. I think... I, I like all three things that you hit on the, the two main points, uh, obviously um, scripture reading and being in the word. I think from, you know, just doing life and rubbing shoulders with guys, what I keep seeing is they have this um, bent toward being kind of religious and legalistic about it. Right. And I, I just, I just want to, share from my experience uh, to guys to maybe be an encouragement that, you know, scripture talks about God gives us the desires of our hearts. Well, a few years back, you could ask me the desire of my heart was probably a Stingray Corvette. You know, <laughs> it was, it was. Did you get it? Uh, no, I did have a Camaro, so I got close. Um, and now I have a Miata, which I'm selling, but uh I think that's sanctification. He's moving me further and further away from uh, for, from a thing that I idolize. But uh, um, so with that, I think with sanctification, as you let God chip away at you and work in your life, when you genuinely give Him permission to have every aspect, um, I've never been a reader. I I didn't like it in school. I didn't like it in between school and now. And uh, all of a sudden, as I'm pressing in and my relationship is getting tighter and tighter with God and I'm getting nearer and nearer to him, all of a sudden I enjoy being in the word. I mean, I'm still not one of those guys that's like, oh, you know, man, I did three hours in the word today. That, that's not me. I mean, you <laughs> it know. sounds like bragging to me. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they, they've got some pride things going on. But, you know, for me, um, it's a joy to spend like my 15, 20 minutes and it's not a chore. It's not like a checkbox. Um, so it completely changes. 
So I, I say that to be encouraging to guys that, you know, I mean, even if, even if it's the two minute blurb, you know, couple, couple what you watch, you know, with the, like two minutes of scripture reading or, or something. Um, and, and don't, don't try to make it into a religious activity. Just make it into an enjoyable time with your dad. Like that's him speaking to you, sharing his wisdom with you, you know, just his love letter to you through the gospel. Um, so, you know, I just, I'd throw that out to guys that, that, like you said, scripture reading is so important, but just don't, don't feel like it's an obligation and a checklist. It's, it's going to be enjoyable as you press into God, he'll change your desires. And he, he will. And, and also a lot of people, especially men don't love to read, but they can listen. That's true. There's plenty of stuff you can listen to. You can listen to the whole Bible. That's one thing I did when I was when I was first saved, first a Christian. I had a job where I was traveling all the time in the car. Yeah. So I had up to four hours a day to listen to stuff. Wow. That really gave me a a good start. Yeah. You know, at that point. And it generated a lot of questions too. Which, yeah. Which are it's good to have a pastor you could ask questions of, you know. Absolutely. But you also hit on something when you're talking about desire your heart being a stingray. Um, I think that it's just a lot of, because of where we live here in this country that, uh, people want stuff yeah. to a foolish degree. Mm-hmm. And if, um, you know, if you can discipline to ask why you want it, well, I don't know. I just want it, you know? Well, God promised to give us everything we need. Mm-hmm. He didn't promise to give us everything we want. Right. And so many people get themselves into trouble when they want more than they can afford. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with having stuff if you can afford it and still meet all your obligations. And uh, But, again, it goes back to that Dave Ramsey thing. You know, you got to get rid of credit cards if you can't. Yeah, you know, if you can't use them responsibly, use your debit card. That'll that'll stop you in your tracks if you try to overspend. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, all that and you know the thing I'm doing now that is uh, with the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. It, it's called Search for Jesus, mm-hmm. and I'm a chat coach. They call me. So if you go to PeaceWithGod.net and you click on the chat button down there, you can talk to someone in the same role I'm in. I won't say someone like me, but someone in the same role mm-hmm. as the chat coach. And, uh, wow, there's, you don't have any idea. You think you got problems. Yeah. You don't, you just don't know till you see what is happening in other people's lives. And some of it's self created, you know, they, because of decisions they made, they got into these situations. They don't know how to get out of God will give us what we need, so we might have to be willing to suffer a little while yeah, uh, to get through it. But it's really, to be able to present the gospel to somebody, that's what we're called to do. We're not called to lead people to Christ. We're called to present the gospel, and we're called to make disciples. But we're not responsible for that transaction of yes, I believe in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So our job is to inform people, 
And then once they make that decision to disciple them, show them how to live as a Christian. Yep. Cause that's, I think that discipleship is one area of our walk. That's not good. That's what you're trying to do. Yeah. And, and, and I agree with you that it's, it's definitely a burden for, for, for me personally. Um, because I think it's so significant, but it's, it's so overlooked. Like it's, it's inherently easy for us and not, not to diminish this at all, but it's inherently easy for us to say, okay, you know, look at a compassion international child, obvious need, obviously urgently, um, you know, needs someone to step in and intercede on their behalf. Um, however, if we're talking about Joe Plummer, you know, who's got a stable job and a wife and two kids and, you know, um, seemingly quote unquote has it together. That guy can be what I call a slow fader. He could be, you know, he could be a believer that just over time has just let the world kind of fade him into what the world says he is. And, uh, um, at that point, you know, that can be undermining the health of the marriage that can be undermining the discipleship and spiritual headship, uh, that he brings to his kids. Um, and it's just so, it's so hard for people to connect with the urgency of that. Um, and, and, and I really feel for that because I think all of it's significant, you know, from the, from the compassion international child to, the person in poverty to, you know, Joe Plummer, who, you know, is quote unquote, living the American dream. However, he's slipping and he's sliding and he's fading. And so my heart's for that guy. And, uh, um, I know there's other people out there that their hearts for that guy. So I'd like to, you know, um, be intentional about bringing, bringing some spotlight to, to the slow faders because, um, you know, us as guys we've talked about today, um, we're reluctant to share, well, we're reluctant to face who we are to begin with. And then, uh, we're also reluctant to bring that certainly before other guys or other people. Um, and to that end, we allow ourselves oftentimes to do that slow fade and we don't even recognize it. It can be years, decades down the road. And then we wake up and like, wow, you know, I, I haven't, um, intentionally poured into my family in decades. I haven't, uh, you know, been a light in my workplace in years. And, uh, so my heart's for those guys, um, a little bit of a rabbit trail, but, um, yeah, I, I think, I think it's a massive need and, uh, guys, you know, I, I, I want you guys to know I pray for y'all. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I speak from experience. I'm a slow fader. Um, and if I'm not intentional and deliberate and focused, I'll be a slow fader again and continue to be in. Um, but, you know, I think that a lot of men feel guilty, but they don't know what to do about it. Yeah. And that could be Joe Plummer, but that could also be Mr. Stockbroker or investment banker or yeah. any, 
any man role yeah. or a woman. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, yeah, they, they know that they're not doing the right thing, but if they just try to forget about it, it'll go away. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it doesn't. It just, I mean, honestly, it just, it just compounds, you right. know? And, uh, I, I think, I think the true sinister nature of it is how gradual it is. Yeah. Um, and the fact that, uh, many of, you know, we talked about, um, uh, many of us have socially acceptable addictions, um, that we use to just medicate that away. It's like you said, there's, we, we are aware that there's brokenness and we simply fill the time and the energy and the mental capacity and the emotional capacity to process all that with whatever it is. Um, something that I have to be careful of is overeating. You know, I'll just, if, if I feel like life is out of control or things aren't going the way I want them to, or et cetera, et cetera, you better watch yourself, Andrew, or you're going to be, I mean, eating 8,000 calories at dinner, you know, and uh, just being transparent. That's, you know, that's a socially acceptable addiction right. that, to overeat and to medicate your way through your feelings. And, uh, um, you know, I think for guys, we need to be aware of that. Um, when we're supplanting healthy emotional processing with some kind of, uh, medicating process or device. Right. And, uh, I've been there. Yeah. I've, I've been there and it, it's like three years to get there and then you go to work and it's, unfortunately it's about, it can be that long to get away from it to get yeah. back on track. Right now we're on good track. I fell and twisted my knee and it's not bad enough yet to get a knee replacement, but it's, it's bad. So it just instantly changed my life from being very active and doing whatever I wanted to, to suddenly I'm, I'm a near cripple. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's better now. It's not well, I wear a brace every day, but, uh, the doctor told me I need to lose some weight. He didn't say how much, but okay. Just somebody telling you, you need to do that is a good impetus. Yeah. And I think that, and, and so we did, I lost 30 pounds. Yeah. That's and huge. Good for you. It is. And it's just from cutting out sweets and carbs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I'm, everything with my blood work and everything is good now. You know, I'm diabetic, but, uh, it's, it's great right yeah. now. You know, it's great. So it's just what you eat. Yeah. You can kill yourself eating. Oh yeah. Eat yourself. But I think the men, men need somebody to speak to them like that. You need to lose some weight. You yeah. Know, it wasn't judgmental. It's just a fact. Yeah. And all areas of life, men need somebody to speak truth to them. Yeah. Yep. And that's, people like to avoid the truth, you know, hide from it. But the truth is, America is overweight by a huge amount. Yeah. And I've been a part of the problem. Yeah. Right this minute, I'm not, but I didn't say that next week it won't start down the wrong road. I hope that's not the case, but, uh, yeah, we need truth. Yeah. And there's only one truth. That's right. And spelled out real clearly in the word. But a lot of people don't agree with that. We, we were, it's, it's interesting that you, that you bring that up because we were literally talking about that this morning at my, um, men's Bible breakfast, um, how 
we as Christians know that there's one singular truth, and that's God and his wisdom and his truth. Um, and the world espouses and subscribes to the idea of pluralistic truth, where Clint has his truth, you know, and Andrew has his quote-unquote truth. And um, one of the guys in the group uh, brought some clarity around that, and he was saying, Basically, the world views it as whatever your experience or your desires are, what you culminate, that is, that is the definition of your individual truth. Um, and uh, I'm not going to, ah, I, I, I want to share it, but I'm afraid I'm going to butcher what he said. But um, he shared this word picture that uh, you can kind of, the, the world views life as chaos you know, from kind of like the Big Bang Theory all the way through to just kind of the quote-unquote random events of life, how mm-hmm. we kind of just pinball and bump around. And he said, so you can think about that as a tumultuous kind of ocean. And uh, your truth is your raft. So you build your raft. And anything that comes against you or, it, or you know, Andrew's got his raft, Clint's got his raft. So unless you're partnered with me and both of our rafts are helping us carry us through this chaos. I inherently have, you are inherently my enemy right. because if, if anything that is in your quote unquote truth jeopardizes my truth, then, then I have to immediately be on the defensive or offense against you and your raft, your truth. Uh, whereas we are established on the rock. So even if you take that idea, that word picture of the tumultuous, you know, ocean that we're in, we're established on the rock, the island that's above the water. So we don't have to worry about it. We don't define the rock. We didn't build the rock, you know. And uh, so, Darren, I I hope I didn't butcher that too much. And uh, you can come back on the show and correct me. Um, (laughs) But uh, uh, all that to say, it's it's this pluralistic view that uh, no one's self define truth has any more significance than anyone else's and you are you know labeled a bigot as soon as you say there is only one truth and you stand on that um so i think that's a big challenge that we're facing nowadays yeah i get some interesting chats on the search for jesus people want to ask these questions and on one hand you you think they're just really asking this to be a troublemaker, right? Yeah. But on the other hand, it's probably what they really believe. Right. That, you know, well, why would why would I believe in a God that uh, causes somebody to have cancer? God didn't cause them to have cancer. Right. Cancer's in the world because of sin, like all diseases are. You know, and God lets us go through hard times because uh, one reason is that to show us how weak we really are and how much we really need him. But uh, anybody who believes their truth is the only truth and it's different from what God says truth is, you know, it's sad, it's heartbreaking to see if they don't, Learn the truth, yeah, the real truth. They're going to go to hell. Yeah, you know it's it's a hard reality. You know, don't whack them with the truth. You know, we're not supposed to beat people up because they don't believe in the truth. 
just help them to find it for themselves. What's, what's the saying? People don't care how much, you know, until they know how much you care. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's so true. And it's, you know, it's kind of pithy little saying and whatnot, but I, I think there's, there's quite a bit of wisdom in that because, um, I, I connect with a lot of guys at the gym and, uh, I've had some, some good, significant life conversations with guys, um, about their journey, about, uh, their worldviews, their faith. And, uh, a couple times it's been, you know, uh, a hard, hard pitch of the gospel. You know, this, this is what I believe and this is what truth is. Um, however, I know for a fact that those conversations, I mean, we're in a weight room, we're, we're, we're lifting stuff, we're pushing stuff, pulling stuff, we're on treadmills, whatever. These conversations wouldn't come about without uh, a foundation of investing in the person, taking time to, to listen to their journey and their story and where they've been and what's significant to them. And, uh, so all that to say that little, that little saying, um, I think holds a great deal of wisdom and I think it's, so crucial for, um, us in our daily walk, whether we're, you know, at our jobs or we're, we're in the weight room or, uh, at a restaurant or wherever we might be finding ourselves. Um, I think it's important to realize that, uh, we need to see people, you know, that when I first heard that, I know that's kind of like, a, uh, it's like, a a thing now. I want to be seen. Do you, Clint, do you, you know, and I, I use my like funny voice with that, but you know, really I think, I think there's, um, I think there's, when you get to the core of it, there's wisdom in that too, because when we are authentic and we're talking about, you know, we talk about insecurities and stuff like that. It's when we allow ourselves to be fully seen by God and then he gives us the eyes to fully see ourselves. And the extension of that, the horizontal extension of that is um, when we fully see and engage um, with people on a meaningful level, that sets the stage and the opportunity to share the gospel, to share truth with people. And, um, you know, God's going to work however he wants to work. It might be might be a flyby gospeling you know you just <laughs> meet somebody real quick in the checkout line and you're like man you know the holy spirit leads and but oftentimes oftentimes it's a it's a foundational relationship that's established over time um that affords the opportunity at some point to to share truth yep well sharing the gospel is a lot like sales it is I'm glad you say that. It is. It's it, fantastic. And and the best salespeople are the ones that ask questions. You don't spill your guts of everything you know. Here's all the features and benefits of this product. No. You ask questions to see if there's any need that you can help with. And uh, people appreciate not being beat up with, you know, all you know. Yeah. Uh, just, just ask questions. You know, have you ever considered this have you ever thought about that do you know jesus loves you and that even turns some people off because they hear the word jesus and they just shut down yep but you know 
I went to church for years with my father. My mom never went. But my father always went. And I'd try to resist, but I'd go and, you know, I'd hear the scriptures and sing the songs, and it didn't mean anything to me until I got saved. And at that point, the Holy Spirit entered me and made a lot of that stuff come back to my memory, and it made so much sense. Yeah. So uh, we can't fill anyone with the Holy Spirit. God's the only one that can make that happen. So just share truth with people in a kind way without trying to make them feel bad for the way they are. Yeah. You know, cause that's not your job. That's it, the Holy Spirit's job. Holy Spirit, uh, conviction is from God. Condemnation is from man. Yeah. Then we pastor Bruce said that, didn't he? Yeah. I'm, I, I I'm pretty <laughs> sure I can confirm that one. I, 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 need, I think I need remember to give that credit one. where credit's due. You know, I don't know who he got it from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, something that same vein, you know, we're talking about uh, seeing people. I, I think seeing people with the eyes of Jesus, meaning we love them. We hate the sin that is consuming all of us. We're all sinners. Um, a, another gym story, if you'll permit me. Um, I was at the gym the other day and, uh, there is an individual there that, um, was a, a young man who, uh, chose to, um, make changes to his body and his hair and how he carried himself, um, to purport to be a, a young lady. Um, and, uh, you know, what God kind of showed me through that is he very well um, could be reaching out to be seen and is trying to be noticed and trying to get significance through um, what he's noticed for. And the tragedy of all of it is it's a negative feedback loop um, because as he's trying to um, get this attention, garner this attention, um, he's damaging who God created him to be, um, the essence of who he is, um, and what that does is it just erodes him over time, that slow fade. Um, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to cause pain and hurt um, because anytime you go counter to God's design, there's always there's always going to be friction and difficulty and challenges um, as a result that you weren't readily aware of on the front end. And uh, um, my, I, my heart goes out to, to everybody, not just that guy, but everybody that 
doesn't doesn't know that the completeness of love, the completeness of meaning, and the completeness of their purpose here is all found in Christ. And they're just, you know, uh, I don't know who said it, so unfortunately I can't give credit, but uh, someone smarter than me said that we all have a Jesus-shaped hole in our heart. And uh, that's that's what we're constantly on the look for and trying to fill. Trying to fill, that's right. Well, you know, you said something about people wanting to be seen. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of younger people today look at YouTube. There was a kid. He was probably four years old when he started Ryan. You ever seen him? I don't think so. What did you? Well, yeah, all he did to start was open packages. Yeah. You know, on on YouTube, open pack. Oh, look, you know. And so they get sponsors and sponsors. And it's, it's a huge, huge business now. He's probably 12, 14 years old by now. And it, he's made gazillions of dollars doing that. Unboxing. Unboxing. Yep. <laughs> and uh, people are looking for that kind of a thing. They don't want to be their parents. They want to different way to be known and seen and admired and make money, make a living without having to be um, a plumber, a doctor, a lawyer. Yeah. That kind of nine to five thing. Yeah. They want to, they want to be seen. They want to be admired. Yeah. And there's a lot of that going on. People needing to be admired or thinking they need to be admired. I think a lot of that goes back to social media, don't you? Yeah. I mean, it's just the opposite of yeah. being humble. It's true. <laughs> yep. You know, pride, I always say it's probably not totally true, but pride and greed are the root of every sin. Mm-hmm. Someone will come up with some exceptions to that, but they really are. Either you wanting to be all that or you wanting to have what someone else has. Or you want to have all that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so I don't know. It's a, you know, in, in, in God's things, if he wants you to be famous, he'll make you into a King David or a Solomon, mm-hmm. you know, yep, or even a Charles Stanley or a yeah. Bruce Frank, yep. you know, yep. if he wants you to be known because you're doing it right, mm-hmm. he'll make the way. Yep. If that's what you need. And I think, I think what tempers that is, um, you know, uh, scripture says God doesn't put more on us than we can bear. Right. For some of us, fame is something that we simply can't bear. And riches. Yeah. Fame, fortune, the thing, riches, we just, uh, God knows that we would do harm either to ourselves or those around us if, if he entrusted certain things to us. And um, so I'm thankful for the things that he chooses to bless us with, but I'm also thankful for the things he chooses to withhold because uh, the creator of the cosmos knows a little bit better than I do. Right. <laughs> right. Well, I used to have that. I want this. I want that. Yeah. But uh, thankfully the, over time, the Holy Spirit just took that away. Yeah. He said, I hardly ever buy any new clothes anymore. Mm-hmm. They all come from the thrift store, and they're mostly, some of them are brand new. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's amazing the things that you can get like at the thr- thrift store and stuff like that. Um, you know, I uh, I think uh, I think that uh, that's probably a topic for another thing because we could go <laughs> way deep into it. But um, in fact, if you don't mind, I'd I'd like to um, have you back since you know I didn't I didn't know that your background was in the Financial Peace University. Um, so I think we could have another conversation about stewardship. But uh, that's kind of what I was hitting on. Um, I think us as guys, um, stewardship is such, such a, it's a tricky thing because, um, there's a personal component to it, um, to, to what God specifically has for you or doesn't have for you. Um, and there's, my and I'll I'll speak for myself. I think that's probably easiest. My my biggest struggle is um, the balance of it, and what I mean by that is um, when material blessing comes, you know, what do I do with it? Um, what is what you know? How does God want Andrew to allocate? thus and such. Um, and I think that's my biggest thing. And I think, I think I'm probably not the only guy, um, that genuinely wants to, you know, honor God with, um, our material assets. And, um, I I think the key driving thing, as always, you said it earlier, being in the word. So basically, you know, that's a synonym for being near to God. And I think just pressing in and abiding with him is the best way to do that. But there's, there's so many practical, you know, if you want to call them life hacks or whatever, buy clothes from a thrift store, you know, um, buy useful, um, secondhand cars, you know, there's so many different things that you can do that are just sound, sound wisdom, uh, when it comes to finances. So time permitting, I'd love to have you back sometime. Sure. (laughs) Sure. I just had a senior moment because I had a profound comment I was going to make. I talked too no, long. I'm it, sorry. I know what it was. Go. It. Well, we, we talked about being in the Word and uh, studying, but we didn't mention prayer. And let me encourage all you men out there, if you're married or if you have a girlfriend, pray together. Yeah, that's good. My wife has been doing this now for several years. Oh. Uh, you know, it was one of those things where we did it for a while and then we kind of slid away from it. But we do it every day now. And it doesn't have to be anything grandiose, but I promise you, your wife will love you for it. Yeah. She's she's aching for that. She, that's one of those areas that you can take the spiritual leadership. Yeah. Say, honey, let's pray. That's good. You know, didn't, didn't one of our great pastors just say, dear God, help her do this. Amen. I mean, it's yeah. just, you know, pray for her. Yeah. Pray with her. Let prayer is, an, is another way to let each other know what's going on in your life. Cause you're talking to God, but she's not deaf. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's she's going to hear it too. Yep. And so it's just, it'll help. Yeah. I, I, I agree. It's, it's so strong. Um, I think that that's, uh, that's, Personally, that's a place that Fernanda and I would like to uh, um, invest more 
Um, we pray together. Um, but there's something missing there. There's, there's room for growth. There always is. There always is. Yeah. There but, always uh, is. I mean, you I, can get in the, bless the children, bless our missionary friends, you know, just, it can become rote, you know, yeah. and God is interested in what's really on your heart. He already knows, but he wants you to say it. Yeah. And he wants you to, he wants you to pray for your wife. He wants your wife to pray for you yeah. and your children. I mean, it's a, it's a powerful tool. There's it, lots, lots of books and resources out there. If you don't believe prayer works, Hudson Taylor and George Mueller, those are two stories that are worth everybody reading. Absolutely. We, um, there's a resource page on the, we are full com, And, uh, I'm having, unfortunately having a senior moment. I don't remember the title of the book, but it's on prayer. It's a very good book and it's, uh, I've got the link on our website. So, um, you guys can check that out. Um, and I think, I think, um, we're kind of hedging at it, but I, I just want to drive a, a very deliberate nail down on it for, for the guys tuning in today that, uh, there is, um, there's a poverty mindset versus an abundance mindset when it comes to prayer. And what I mean by that is we don't, we don't acknowledge the resurrection power Jesus overcame the grave. That's the power that the Holy Spirit has within us. That's the power that prayer connects us with, with God. And, and I know from, from, again, my story is that I was raised um, in a church and in a Christian tradition that... Uh, um, if, if we couldn't clearly define it and understand it, we just didn't really talk about it. So yes, there's a Trinity, but we don't really talk about the Holy right. ghost too much because he's kind of scary and we don't really know about him too much. Uh, spiritual gifts. We don't really talk about those too much. Um, demonic possession and oppression. We don't really talk about that because we can't really compartmentalize it and, uh, and, and fully understand and scope it. And the power of prayer was one of those things, you know, yes, you pray, Yes, you know, you connect with God in that manner. Uh, however, um, I think a key component that a lot of us are missing is just the realization and acknowledgement of the genuine power. The Bible says over and over the power that's in the name of Jesus. So when you call on his name and you have a mustard seed worth of faith, if, if, if your desire in what you're asking aligns with his desires, you better believe it's going to happen. Might not happen the way you think it's going to happen, right? But it's going to happen, right? Well, he told us. Um, Paul wrote this: "Approach the throne of grace with confidence." Yeah. So, don't go. You know, if you're a child of God, He wants to hear from you. Daddy wants to spend time with his kids. That's right. So be confident when you go to God. Uh, he doesn't. It's okay to tell him something you'd like to have happen. He knows what you need, but he also blesses us with so much yeah. that we don't need, but it, it certainly is nice. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, I think the other thing too, you know, when we're thinking about having a, uh, 
a grateful spirit is, um, like you said, all the things that, uh, we don't even really think about, you know, um, stuff we take for granted, like family and health and the fact that we are in a country where, uh, we can worship every Sunday and, and openly talk about Jesus. And, uh, um, you know, for us, we live in Western North Carolina. I met a, I met a gentleman yesterday, um, originally from Romania. Uh, he left in the, I think at the early nineties when they had a revolution, it was a communist country told me a little bit of his story and uh, him and his wife uh, immigrated to Canada. And then uh, they, their work carried them through Europe, through all, all over the United States. I think he, I think he did some work in the Caribbean. He's a builder, a home builder. And uh, I think he does some other stuff, just super humble, super cool guy. Like uh, before we knew he's a Christian or anything, uh, um, we were just talking about, uh, I think we were talking about, uh, I'm not sure how far in the conversation we were, but you just made the offhand conversation comments like God is good, you know, just, just acknowledgement is truth. But anyway, um, you know, this guy, uh, he comes to America and, and, uh, journeys all over him and his wife. And he's like, Western North Carolina. I was like, well, we're, we kind of think that we might like to move to Canada. And he's like, mm. it's like, man, you're already in Western North Carolina. It's beautiful. So all that to say, we, we in Western North Carolina take, take our mountains for granted, our beautiful clear streams for granted, and uh, just being able to step right outside and see God's creation and, and beauty. It's a, it's a wonderful place to live. Yep. All right. Well, Clint, I'm going to ask you the question that I like to ask everybody. Um, so for the guys listening and tuning in, um, if you could share like one piece of wisdom that you think would be formative and impactful for them, uh, what would that one piece of wisdom be? Not to put you on the spot or anything. No, you did put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, me. Take your time. Well, guys, I think that the thing that's helped me, and and I haven't had it my whole life. I'm older than 70, and <laughs> <laughs> and I've been married more than 50 years. So you can do some math on that. Um, Jesus is the answer. And um, you can forget that from time to time, but it always comes back. And so if you trust in what he says, he won't lead you wrong. If you try to do things in your own strength, you might make it some of the time, but it won't be to the. It won't be all that he wants for you to have, or do. Uh, I know that uh, when I used to make sales calls, I would always invite Jesus to go in with me, and he blessed me greatly. Uh, but it's just a matter of um, don't let your pride get in the way. You know, your wife and others will actually think more of you if you're more humble, you're more like Jesus rather than trying to be, uh, show that you're all that. Mm-hmm. We're not. Um, so try to be like Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to do miracles. 
not likely to do miracles. I'm not going to say you're not because Holy Spirit might do one right through you. Yeah. Yep. But um, it's just, it's, it's hard at first to remember that. So you just have to keep your mind on yourself. You can make a note of it, you know, put it on a card, put it somewhere you can see it. Mm-hmm. I used to wear the WWJD. Yeah. What would Jesus do? Yep. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Nope. It's a good reminder. Just kind of came in as a fad and went out as a fad. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's some, uh, if you don't know if somebody's a Christian or not, there's some, there's some code words. Yeah. One of the best ones is, oh, I'm blessed. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like the Christian code word yeah. that you can, you can open the door that, yes, here's a brother here, you know, yeah. so then suddenly you got a whole lot more in common. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I don't know if I really answered your question. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I completely agree. Um, you know, uh, I think oftentimes people think that's a trite little response that Jesus is answered. However, I would challenge all the guys, um, to genuinely put some brain cycles into that because if you really press into the truth and the wisdom of Jesus being the answer, it's going to change your life. It's going to change how you do your finances. It's going to change how you approach running your business. It's going to change how you approach the headship in your family. It's going to approach how you volunteer at your church. Um, and so I, I I'm really glad you char- shared that um, because it is Jesus is the answer. And that, that is a key piece of wisdom. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's not like you have to check your brain when you start talking about Jesus. You know? Right. God gave you that brain. Yep. He wants you to use it. It's a good sign that you're using it. If you suddenly become more responsible with your money, more loving to your wife, more uh, caring of your children and of everybody else. Yeah. You know? yep. Always try to always try to say something pleasant. Yeah. Kathy and I have a, that's our favorite thing. Pleasant goes a long way. <laughs> what is it you, you attract, attract more, something with honey than vinegar or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. People like honey more. That's the bottom line. Sweeter, sweeter, more pleasant things are better. They're more attractive. So, um, cool. Um, so Clint, so much, so thankful, uh, that you were able to hang out with us today. Appreciate oh, it's, your time. It's been great. I enjoyed the conversation. Yeah, I did too. I did too, my friend. Um, and, uh, if guys would want to continue the conversation with you, I think the best way is your email address, right? Yeah, that'd be the best. Okay. So we've got it there. We'll put it in the show notes. That's gce.edwards at gmail.com. Uh, so you can connect with Clint or you can go to what's the, the website that you're the coach on one more time. I want to make sure they oh, get that. Uh, go to peacewithgod.net. Peacewithgod.net. Um, and it's a project through the Billy Graham evangelistic association. Is, right. Um, and uh, if you need any kind of prayer or support or stuff like that, or if you have questions about the gospel, uh, click in the bottom right for, um, for talking with a chat coach and you might actually get Clint. You might, you might get somebody else, but you might get Clint. Um, so there's a few hundred of us. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. (laughs) I'm, uh, I'm excited that, um, that that is being offered online because, uh, especially with COVID, um, and people, having varying degrees of isolation and stuff during this time. I think it's fantastic um, that literally they can fire up their phone or their computer, 
open a web browser, navigate there and be able to talk to somebody. That's, that's right. That's fantastic. Um, so, uh, guys, I think you probably already know, but, uh, the best way to connect with us is through the website. We are fullpower.com. Um, and, uh, we love to hear from you guys. So email address is connect at we are fullpower.com. And, uh, if you want to uh, interact with us on social media, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, some people call YouTube a social media. So we'll throw that in the mix and uh, you can find us, uh, our handle on all those are we are full power. Um, and, uh, I'll, uh, I'll say that you won't be talking to me. You'll be talking to my lovely wife who is a social media manager. Cause I don't, that's not my world. That's not my world. So anyway, we'd love to hear from you guys. Um, and, uh, before we do a final close out, Clint, you mind, uh, praying us, praying over us. Father, thank you for this time we've had together today. Uh, Andrew's, uh, trying his best to follow your lead Lord and to reach out to men. And I just pray that you would bless his efforts. Pray that, uh, this uh, podcast would uh, get many views and, uh, as all of his podcasts, which are, which are just great. They're just men talking to men about men and about Jesus. And uh, we love you, Lord. And, uh, Pray your blessings upon this day in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, uh, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. As always, you're loved, you're sent. Have some fun out there. Do something a little bit crazy, but not too crazy, and uh, let us know what you did. <laughs> and uh, we'll catch up with you next time. God bless.